we might lose you. I stood, glad that I thought to slip my underwear and Joe's t-shirt back on before I'd fallen asleep the night before. But how, dear one, will we fight off the pirates without cookies? They looked at each other. Their eyes asked without words, Before breakfast? Has she lost her mind? Cookies before breakfast. Oh, why the hell not? I felt a bit celebratory. It was the first fogless morning in weeks. The whole house glowed with the return of the prodigal sun, and the worry that had been pressing itself down on me had lifted. I picked up my water glass and the note Joe had left underneath it. The words blurred slightly by the water ring. Ella Bella, gone to capture it all out at the coast before I open. Loved last night, kisses to A and Z, come by later if... But his last words were puddled ink streaks. I'd loved the previous night too. After we tucked the kids in, we talked in the kitchen until dark, leaning back against the counters, him with his hands deep in his pockets, the way he always stood. We stuck to safe topics. Annie and Zach, a picnic we'd planned for Sunday, crazy town gossip he'd heard at the store. Anything but the store itself. He threw his head back laughing at something I said. What was it? I couldn't remember. We had fought the day before. After 59 years in business, Capozzi's market was struggling. I wanted Joe to tell his dad. Joe wanted to keep pretending business was fine. Joe could barely tell himself the truth, let alone his father. Then he'd have a moment of clarity. Tell me something about an overdue bill or how slow the inventory was moving, and I would freak out, which would immediately shut him back down. Call it a bad pattern we'd been following the past several months. Joe pushed off from the counter, came to me, held my shoulders, and said, We need to find a way to talk about the hard stuff. I nodded. We agreed that, until recently, there hadn't been that much hard stuff to talk about. I counted us as lucky. Annie, Zach, us. Instead of tackling difficult topics right then, I'd kissed him and led him to our bedroom. I feigned rowing down the narrow hall stepping over Zack's brontosaurus and a half-built Lego castle until I was out of view, then stood in the kitchen, braiding my hair in an effort to restrain it into single-file order down the back of my neck. Our house was a bit like my red hair, a mass of color and disarray. We'd torn out the wall between the kitchen and the living room, so from where I stood, I could see the shelves crammed to the ceiling with books and plants and various art projects a popsicle stick boat painted yellow and purple, a lopsided clay vase with Happy Mother's Day spelled out in macaroni letters, the M long gone, but leaving an indent in its place. Large patchworks of Joe's black-and-white photographs hung in the few spaces that didn't have built-ins or windows. One giant French window opened out to the front porch and our property beyond. The old glass made a feeble insulator but we couldn't bring ourselves to part with it. We loved its wavy effect on the view, as if we looked through water at the hydrangeas that lapped at the porch, the lavender field waiting to be harvested, the chicken coop and brambles of blackberries, the old tilted barn, built long before Grandpa Sergio bought the land in the 30s, and finally, 
growing across the meadow from the redwoods and oaks, the vegetable garden, our pride and glory. We had about an acre, mostly in the sun, all above the flood line, with a glimpse of the river if you stood in just the right spot. Joe and I enjoyed tending the land, and it showed. But none of us, including the kids, were gifted at orderliness when it came to inside our home. I didn't worry about it. My previous house, and life, had been extremely tidy, yet severe and empty. So I shrugged off the mess as a necessary side effect of a full life. I took out the milk, then stuck Joe's note on the fridge with a magnet. I'm not sure why I didn't throw it out. It was probably the sweetness of the previous night's reconciliation that I wanted to hang on to, the Ella Bella. My name is Ella Bean, and as one might imagine, I've had my share of nicknames.